0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the first episode of Schooltime Fun Zone. Thank you, Max Anderson, for that catchy title. Not sure if that one's going to stick, but we can try it for a while. Uh, on today's episode, which is called Hungry, Hungry Eighth Graders, thank you, Austin Garing, for that title. We are going to be interviewing some of my eighth grade language arts class after they had just read The Hunger Games. Right? That's a novel, kind of a futuristic, sci-fi, post-apocalyptic novel written by Suzanne Collins. And with that being said, I'll let you guys listen to the interviews. And then we have a special segment by a couple of eighth graders as well to tag on to the end. I hope you enjoy. And this guest is Kanan Bear from eighth grade. We just read The Hunger Games and so my question for you is, what is one of the conflicts that isn't really the Hunger Games? So what's a problem that one of the characters faces?
1: Gale got jealous because Katniss kissed Peeta.
0: All right. So why, would, why were Katniss and Peeta kissing?
1: Because she saved his life.
0: She saved his life. Absolutely. So what was? how do Katniss and Gale know each other?
1: From the like districts.
0: Hmm. So they're there, and then thinking about the Hunger Games. Then, how do how does Gale know that Katniss and Peeta are kissing?
1: He's watching the show.
0: Yeah. So that's going to be kind of an interesting gig. Is this going to lead to any other problems? Do you think, or did it?
1: Well, no, because they didn't show him going back home
0: okay so we don't know yet so we might have to read the second one catching fire to know what kind of problems it's going to lead into or maybe it won't lead into any problems between katniss and gail anything else you want to say about the hunger games kanan no nope all right thank you yep this is kale kanak he also just finished the hunger games um pretty in-depth analysis of it So, thinking about the Hunger Games, what would you say is one of the biggest conflicts? Like, never mind that Katniss and PETA have to survive. What's one of the big conflicts that we see in the Hunger Games?
2: Uh, I'd have to say the Capitol as a whole and how they affect the different districts, like everything from District 1 to... I don't know, five is, you know, they're pretty well off and the district supports them. But like 11 and 12, you can especially see it in the movie, at least how 11 riots against the capital when Rue dies and just 12 in general of how poor they are and how they have to mine coal to survive. And they really don't get much help from the Capitol to begin with.
0: Yeah. And there's definitely a different environment. You mentioned the first like one through five districts and then the other districts that the one through five districts, they're pretty well taken care of. Why would you say, what is it you think that gives them a leg up?
2: That the, At least with District 1, at least, they make most of like the stuff for the Capitol. They're very close with the Capitol and support the Capitol a lot. So the Capitol would be inclined to kind of favor them or favor different people inside of the games. And you could see that with Cato's group, how the, you could see that the Capitol – and at least the people, not just the capital, wanted them to win, the sponsors, because they figured, oh, they're with the capital. They have to be the best bet.
0: All right. Yeah, so I would agree with that, that they definitely have a leg up, not only in life, but then again in the Hunger Games. Awesome. Anything else you'd like to say about the Hunger Games? Uh, No. Awesome. Thank you very much. No and now we've got a double whammy interview. This is Drew Ehlers and Brendan Hurley. They also have read The Hunger Games. I'm going to ask them about one of the big issues that we dealt with in The Hunger Games that led to a lot of themes and lessons was survival. So we're gonna start with Drew. Why was survival important in The Hunger Games?
2: Because there was a lot of, uh, there wasn't much
1: resources around. They had to find your own things. and. It wasn't just uh, food right there for you?
0: Absolutely, and then too, think about the what was some other danger that Katniss got into that she had to survive.
2: <laughs> Didn't have like a, like she had a wound, a wound, and she had to get some meta medicine
0: for it. Absolutely, and it's tough to survive in that situation when you don't have the proper treatment, the proper resources. And now I'm okay. going to move it over to Brendan. So that was about surviving in the actual Hunger Games. What did she have to survive before she even got to the Hunger Games?
2: Um, not, a, not, not a lot of food. Her dead father.
0: Yeah, so there are some bigger issues too. Again, we talk about the resources, and then dealing with her father dying in one of the mine accidents. What effect do you think that had on Katniss?
2: Is that she's now in charge with her family
0: and has to bring food?
2: Yeah. and take care of them?
0: Absolutely. So that's going to make it kind of tricky to survive. But what does it, either one of you can answer this. How does Katniss kind of take on that role? How does she help herself and her family survive?
1: By go hunting.
0: Provides for them. In the woods for yes so providing and by providing one of the ways she does that is by hunting without a doubt so we can what would you guys say is a lesson that we could learn from katniss about surviving this is a good question i can edit this part out too as you're thinking So, what lesson can we learn about survival that Katniss may have taught us?
2: Is that you need to get resources. Yeah. And use those resources to get food and stuff.
0: I like that. Yeah, so not only get the resources, but then be able to use those resources the best way that you can because they don't get a lot in district 12 do they and use them wisely yes use them wisely so i like that lesson when it comes to survival make sure you can find your resources and use them wisely anything else you guys would like to say about the Hunger games not much greg <laughs> that's mr <laughs> greg to you <laughs> thank you gentlemen Sunday. Um, all right and our next guest is ryan simmons so he's here to talk more about the hunger games so we were talking a little bit about one of the big conflicts in the Hunger Games being rebellion, All right. So why do they have the Hunger Games in the first place?
1: Because, you know, the 13 districts rebelled. And the reason why there is, there's only 12 districts. The 13 district was destroyed in the rebellion.
0: All right. And now, why do they have the Hunger Games?
1: To show, to show, like, we're being generous, quotation marks, uh-huh. and... uh to, like, not rebel again or we're going to do worse.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of the, the capital saying, hey, we're in charge. Mm-hmm. But then we have this, what is it, the 74th Hunger Games, the one that Katniss is in. Mm-hmm. What role does she play in this rebellion?
1: Well, she kind of, you know, went against the capital, you know, when he did Peta and the Berries. Mm-hmm. That kind of went against the capital, like, one victor only.
0: Yeah, so what would have happened if Katniss and PETA did eat the... They were poisonous berries, right?
1: Uh, They'd probably be dead, and we'd only have one book.
0: Yeah, yep, and then it would be done. Why didn't the Capitol want Katniss and PETA to both die?
1: Well, the reason why the Capitol didn't want both of them to die is because, you know, it was like a public thing, and games are public, and, you know, that upset people watching it, and, you know? Right.
0: Absolutely, and if people would get upset towards the capital, what might happen?
1: Another rebellion. Yeah,
0: and have you read the all three books or read all, no, or seen just all the of first movies? No, Okay, so hopefully we can read into some more and see if that happens at all. Anything else you'd like to share about the Hunger Games? Uh, no. Awesome, thank you very much, Ryan. And now I have Jasmine Schmidt here to talk about her take on the Hunger Games. So you'd like to give The Hunger Games a little bit of a review. Would you recommend this book to anybody else? Yeah. Yeah. So what type of person do you think might want to read this book?
2: Uh, Anyone.
0: Anyone? So specifically think about a person who likes what might really like The Hunger Games.
2: What did she say?
0: The people who, people who like what, might really like the Hunger Games.
2: I mean, they like, they like, like, um, like Hatchet. Okay. They, like they can read the Hunger Games.
0: Very nice. So, if you've read the Hatchet book, the Hunger Games, absolutely. What are some similarities those two books have? Survival. Definitely survival, good. And also another reason that we might want people to read this book are because of the lessons that Katniss teaches us. So there's a couple of spots in the book. One of them in particular, Katniss volunteers and takes the place of her sister for the Hunger Games. What lesson might we learn from that?
2: That she doesn't, she doesn't want her sister to
0: die. Yeah, yep, so that's pretty brave. There's a lot of sacrifice that happens um, there's a lot of tough choices that katniss has to make aren't there yes anything else you'd like to say about the hunger games
2: that's a good book and that you
0: should read it absolutely so you heard it here you should go read the hunger games thank you jasmine okay Bye. Could please do it right. there. so now i'm here with jaden hansen and Aaliyah clark again we're talking about the hunger games we just finished the novel got to watch the movie got a lot of different thoughts on it Uh, one of the things that we noticed as we read through there is there were a lot of surprises pop up. We were talking about that a little bit as a small group. What was one of the big surprises that you feel played a big part in the whole book? You're
2: supposed to go. Uh, Katniss and Peeta's love for each
1: other.
0: Yeah, so that was kind of a big surprise. Right off the bat, when they were doing the interviews, PETA confessed his love to Katniss. What does that make us think?
2: I think that she truly was in love with him. Because if she wasn't, she would have killed him at the end of the Hunger Games when they told her to.
0: Do you agree with that, Aaliyah? She's shrugging her shoulders. Not really. Not sure. Not really?
2: I don't know. They were... Like in the same district, so I guess she was just, and they're really close, okay. and knew that Peter. Katniss knew that Peter had love for her, so like, I
0: don't know. I so, don't really
2: think Katniss likes him.
0: Okay, why might you argue that she does?
2: I think that she does because technically, at the beginning, I don't think they would because. She was kind of just doing it to get, like, gifts and sponsors and getting attention to where the district got more things or more attention. Mm -hmm. But then when you do that for so much, you might actually start to fall in love, and I think that's what happens.
0: I think that's a good or bad thing for Katniss.
2: Bad. Yeah, I think she's going to get herself. Because of Gail back at home. Yeah. And the things that Gail's trying to do for her sister back at home, and if Gail's doing that.
0: Yeah, so then we can think, do you think that Katniss made the right choice? Yes. You do?
2: I think it depends on how she wants her life to go.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree with that. We talked a lot about how choices really move a book along, and Katniss, she has tons of choices to make. So by her choosing to go along with Peeta, whether she really loves him or not, I feel like (laughs) How's that going to impact the next story, the next book in The Hunger Games?
2: Well, it depends on if she made the right decision with the right guy.
0: So I feel like we're just wrapping up a little bit of Bachelorette Nation. (laughs) Anything Uh, else you wanna talk about The Hunger Games?
2: No, but I think we should watch the next movie and read the next book.
0: We can jump on board with that. Thank you, girls. You're welcome. Oh, This next segment that we have on our first episode here, we have very special guest speakers, uh, Kale and Bear. They are going to take us through a segment called Cato Fanboys, mostly entertaining but yet in its own way mostly informational about a lesser-known character, not a lesser-known but a lesser character in The Hunger Games, cato and their thoughts on him. So please enjoy.
2: So you go, this is Kyle. and this is Bad, and we are the the Kato Kato Fanboys. Okay, Kato, why do you think Kato is such a legendary character in the Hunger Games? I mean, the real question is, how is he not? He comes from one of the richest districts around, and yet he's probably the most emotionally driven character of all. First off, he starts to just, you think he's a ruthless blood killer, but you can really see at the end of the book, especially when him, Ken, and Peter are on top of the cornucopia with the mutts chasing after them, how he's crying, and he even says, I'm pretty sure, what what's the reason, I go back to my own district just so and then I could survive a little longer and um, he can see about how he only needs to kill two more people and he has a chance of surviving while he's crying and he's being all emotional. And he's a really emotional-driven character, especially for somebody who lives in one of the richer districts. He doesn't have to rely as much on being more crafty and uh, everything like that, like District 12 or 11 does, which I personally think can give them a really big advantage in the Hunger Games, being more crafty and actually having to be used to it. So for Cato to come out there being from a more safe district and coming out there to be the third person alive and almost winning, all he had to do was toss um, Peter over the edge, and he would have won probably because I don't think Katniss would have had the strength to beat him all by herself. But, uh, yeah, just seeing him going from – you know, just a ruthless killer. To somebody who really has emotions, could be really driving, and that's why he's my favorite character. How about you, Bear? I just think he's a good-looking fellow, and he—he he, he could, like you said, he had the guts to fight them both on his own. That just proves he's a legend. While those mutts chasing after him, came. Yeah, that's just that—that that just proves he's a god. So, that is the end. Do you have anything else, Kale? I personally think that, um, yeah, there could have been more relations there with Foxface more in his district, but, you know, we got what we got. I'm not too sad about it. How about you, babe? I personally think Glimmer, I don't think she should have died so soon because then I wanted to see a 2v4 up there. Because then Cato could have won. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, Maybe the kids might just pick a 12, anyway. yeah, that's it for us. Again, we are the Cato fanboys Boys. out.
0: And that's a wrap for our first episode of Max. What's this thing called? School time fun
1: zone. School
0: time fun zone. There we go. The first episode again. That's our uh, listener submission title school time fun zone and this was our first ever episode the hungry hungry eighth graders hopefully you guys got a nice little look at the hunger games maybe pick up the book yourself um as lavar burton said on reading rainbow you don't have to take my word for it so hopefully you guys are inclined to go pick up the book look for us next time with a little more language art stuff